Chapter 23 All that afternoon I stayed in the horrible, reeking, stifling darkness of that underground cavern. Arbron was there some of the time, but not often. Mostly he was communing with the living hive, making plans. Arbron had become a general. He was just what the living hive needed. He could explain what the taxons would find when they erupted into the spaceport. He could explain how to hurt the Yerks. I don't know if he told the Hive how hopeless the task was. I only know that he seemed very alive, almost on fire. At last he came to me. Elfingor, there is a delicate problem we have to discuss. Alaran and the humans. You know what this will be like. Taxon against Taxon Controller. Taxon against Tork Bajir. No one will be safe. From either side. What do you want me to do? If you can, find Alaran and the humans. I know that's what you want to do anyway. But most importantly, get the Time Matrix safely away. The Living Hive is no more safe from the Time Matrix than any other living thing. I'll take care of the Time Matrix, I said. You'll need to take the Jahar. I'll help you get to it. And then you can leave with me, I said. No, Elvingor. I'm staying here. We'll lose this battle but there may be other chances to hurt the Yerks. I didn't know what to say. I guess I felt like only Arbron could decide for Arbron now. I'll... I'll tell your parents what... No, he said sharply. No, Elfingor. Tell them I died in battle. Let them remember me the way I used to be, okay? I don't want them to remember me like this. I don't want them picturing me this way. Arbron, I said my mind swimming in emotion. I have some last-minute planning. We've put that yellow machine of yours in one of the tubes. You'll go last, after all our people have been sent. Drive straight down the tunnel. The tunnel is part of the hive. It will make sure you get to the right place. And one last thing. Yes? The spaceport will be hell, he said flatly. You won't be able to tell the difference between my taxons and taxon controllers. So don't hesitate. Do what you have to do. And then he left. The legs I had cut off were half-grown back, but I could still recognize him moving amongst the other taxons. The launch of the attack was eerie to watch. Taxons lined up alongside the tunnels. The living hive glowed a brighter red, and swiftly, smoothly, the taxons shoved through the slits in the tunnels and were blown down the tubes. They were launched at a rate of one every eight seconds or so, down five separate tubes. It took almost half an hour for all the taxons to enter the tubes. And then it was my turn. I nosed the yellow Mustang into the living, pulsating gap in the tube. To my amazement, the tube stretched for me in the machine. It flattened down and widened out, leaving just inches of clearance. I felt the whoosh of air pressure. It blew me down the tube. I gunned the engine and went from zero to 200 miles per hour in seconds. There was nothing exhilarating about this. I was blasting down a living tunnel, enclosed on all sides, ducking my head to avoid having my stalk eyes scraped off. The only light came from the machine's own lights, white looking ahead, red looking back. For long minutes I raced along beneath the surface of the taxon world, on my way to a massacre. And then... Whoosh! I shot into the air. 
engine screamed as the wheels spun madly in mid-air. I burst from the ground, flew through the air, and saw, in flashes of explosion and drake-on-beam blast, a scene no madman could have dreamed. The machine arced toward the ground. Lumph! The front wheels hit, the engine roared, I was banged so badly that my elbow and left foreleg were scraped bloody, and the Mustang dug in and hauled away in an explosion of kicked-up dirt. Suddenly, a taxon right in front of me. Slumph! The machine slammed into the taxon and burst it open like a bag of garbage. Ah! I screamed in sheer horror. But it was only one small piece of horror in a scene that will be burned on my brain forever. Taxon cries. Hork-Bajir roars. The tsiu-tsiu of dracon beams. Scenes of nauseating violence were everywhere. The battle had already raged for half an hour. Half an hour of unarmed taxons against bladed hork It was a slaughterhouse. How was I supposed to find the humans amidst that awful battle? How was I even supposed to think? A huge hork spotted me and began to run for the Mustang. Only when he got close did he cry, Andalite! in surprise and greedy delight. He leaped at the moving machine. I spun the steering wheel. The Mustang turned sharply. I gunned the engine. Woof! I hit the hork in the legs. He cartwheeled over my head and landed in the dirt behind me. Taxons, hork geds, all around me. I used the Mustang like a battering ram, mowing down anyone in my way. The Jahar. All I could do was head for the Jahar. The lovely ship stood proud above the slaughter. And there, atop the ship's cradle, clearly silhouetted by the lights were two strange alien shapes. Two aliens that walked on two legs alone, without tail. The humans! Seething around the base of the ship's cradle were a hundred taxons, all pushing and shoving to squeeze up the narrow ramp that led to the ship itself. Standing alone on the ramp was a single taxon. A single taxon with four legs shorter than the rest. Arbron! I screamed as I slammed the Mustang into the mass of ravening taxons. Elfangor! I can't hold them any longer! Are these taxon controllers, or are they your soldiers? There's no difference anymore, Elfangor! Don't you see? Blood has been spilled. The hunger. The hunger! Stop me, Elfangor! Stop me! And with that, Arbron, heiress of the dome ship's star sword, lost his last shred of control. He turned from facing down the taxon mob. He turned and ran for the humans, mouth gaping open.